that's when I will drop everything I'm doing. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. So brings us really nicely into topic number three, the perfect schedule. The perfect schedule for me and you may be totally different, but I think the premise is going to be here, the outline, the things that are required to be on there. So let's dive in. The perfect schedule. What does it look like for Sasha? Um, You know, I redo. So a couple of tips on this. This is like one of my favorite topics to coach about. Um, I have everything in Google calendars and I'm a little intense. So I have like a client calendar, a chamber of commerce calendar, a volunteering calendar, stuff with my husband, my kids schedule. I have, I have like nine calendar subscriptions. I've added another one. That's my perfect schedule. So I can toggle it on and see what I'm supposed to be doing in a day. And before I, you know, set a coffee appointment up or say yes to an appointment, and then I toggle it back off. So it's kind of always overlying every it's time you create. say that. Cause I have something like that too. It's called, it's, the so helpful. it's like, you know, before I had an executive assistant, um, I was breaking my own rules and my own boundaries for myself all the time. But once I had an assistant, I gave them like, here's the skeleton of what my days should look like. You control the booking. Like they're so much like they following your boundaries that you've set for yourself are so much better at protecting your, your time than you are. Right. Cause you'll say, yes, you'll make tweaks. You'll cut yourself a little close. You'll short yourself on preparation time just to be able to do all the things. But I realized that like that, that shows up later. Either I come home, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. I'm not doing a great job at home with my spouse or my kids. I like, you know, I grind, 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 because I jam everything in. And then I have to literally like sleep for a whole day on Saturday or something just to catch up. So what I did was I quarterly um, decided to redo my perfect schedule and just dictate what it needs to look like. So for me, every morning, I have a morning routine where I sort of set my three big tasks I have to do for the day. I do a little bit of time like doing... I try to read five pages a day in the morning of like business development reading, spend a few minutes doing like Bible, devotional time, few minutes in gratitude. That's my morning routine that just like gets my brain right. And then um, before really anybody else is even in the office, typically, like before 9am, I've sort of finished the get your brain right part of my day. And then I go into what are the most important things I have to be doing for sales. And typically, that's phone calls, following up on the things that happened yesterday. I try not to get in my email until like 10am at the earliest. I do not open... I have um, have an app called Opal on my phone. But there's... 50 different, you know, there's screen time, there's all sorts of apps that can block the things that distract you. So I've got all the blo- the apps blocked out. The only thing that I can do on my cell phone other than like, check my kids baby monitor, make sure he's not awake, you know, I can I can read, right? I, I can get to my Kindle app, I can get to my audible app, I can meditate but I can't check email. No one else can put it to do on my task list because I'm not accessing any of the places where other people's agenda sort of distracts how my day is going to go. So I sort of have my morning routine and I have found for me, and this is what I coach my team on. 
like win the morning, win the day. Like a lot of us, like we may not be able to control our entire day, but if we can control up to like 10 30 AM and get our minds right, get our priorities set, you know, eat the frog, like do the hardest thing of the day and then make some phone calls. And then it's 1030. Really doesn't matter what else happens after that. It's like, if you have to go show a point, you know, show houses and your day gets totally, you know, sidetracked, if you get stuck in a bidding war and that takes all your attention, if you have to go like meet a client and they're running late and everything just snowballs from there. Like if I've won the morning, then I've won the day because I've gotten my most critical things that were my priorities done. And then if other people's priorities start sneaking in, I'm not saying that's how I choose to live my life. I sort of time block every day. But I found that the relatable way of coaching it to younger, newer people was just control your first couple hours. And then if you feel like you lose control the rest of the day, you're still kind of getting those major critical tasks done. So I think that's where that's where I'm having the most pain or the most struggle is I'm trying to figure like, I'll give you an example. My coach tells me you got to make your calls eight to nine. Man, sometimes I get to do that. Sometimes I don't. A lot right. of times I don't. I'm vulnerable moment here. I got kids, you, you know, I yeah, do a lot of stuff in the morning. So me to call called for listings at 8 a.m. Sometimes it's just not in my cards or maybe I should be looking at it the wrong way. I'm not making it a priority as it should be in my cards. Right. So there's two right. different ways of looking at it. And then I find myself that I'm behind. It doesn't matter if I wake up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. or if I wake up at 7. Right. I feel like I'm running behind. Um, and I have that perfect schedule, just like you're describing, you know, where I have my revenue time, my call time, my lead time, my admin right. time, my appointment time, so on and so forth. So as I kind of go through the day, how fluid is your schedule? Um, are you like super stuck to it? Um, or are you like, um, I need a person to help me manage this and let them schedule things around? Because so that's a good question. It's a little of both, right? Um, I would like to say that I let my assistant schedule everything, but I get in the way and I'm like moving around my own doctors. In the same way. Better like a massage opens up and I'm like, Oh, I have exactly one hour and 15 minutes to do a one hour massage. Like I'm going to jam that in. And then my poor assistant is like, well, you now don't have enough time to like get to the next appointment. So she's constantly scrambling to undo kind of the messes that I make. So it would be a total like exaggeration to say that this just perfectly works. Um, but what I will say is a rule that I try to make for myself is that, um, the top priorities can get moved around in a day, but they can't get moved off the day for me. So um, if something pops up and it's like suddenly a client needs to meet with me or an appointment happens or somebody needs me to respond to something, um, my call time can get moved to a different part of the day, but I don't allow it to get moved off the day. And if it's going to get moved off the day and start snowballing into like, oh, now instead of one hour of calls on Friday, I have to do like six hours because I didn't do any other calls the whole rest of the week. I just know better. And I know that that will literally never happen. So I try to hold... I allow a lot of um, fluidity in the calendar, but I really do try to hold like that prospecting time. I try to force it into each day because I am so introverted. So, so what happens if you got a million things coming at you at once and maybe you had the time at, let's say, nine to 10 and then you right. have an issue that you have to deal with at three to four when you're when when you had the time allocated. But obviously, like, let's say an agent comes with right. you, to you with an emergency. What do you do then? 
How do you so, determine whether or not you are sacrificing or investing the time? You know, um, that's a good question. There are some times when it's like you just you really do have to drop everything. But I will say my um, my definition of those times has really narrowed. So now I basically say if it's going to cause a moving truck to be left in a driveway or abandoned somewhere, that is when I'll drop everything or if it's going to cause an attorney to call me. So it's like if somebody is trying to threaten to sue us. I will drop what I'm doing and I will step in and figure out what's happening. Or if someone's going to be homeless or their moving truck's going to pull up in the driveway and it's going to have delayed, like that's when I will drop everything I'm doing. Um, But aside from that, I just have to be way more efficient about how I'm doing it. And does it mean that like one of my phone calls in my calling time might be proactively trying to start making some progress on this problem. Sometimes it does, but I do not allow, like, I I think I just have had to get way more efficient in everything, like learn how to um, communicate what I'm saying in shorter emails, pick up the phone. If the, the phone call can save me even three minutes over the email response, then pick up the phone and do it via phone call. Um, I block out all social media because uh, I actually turn all alerts and badges and bings and dings and everything off from uh, our Slack app, which I communicate with my office on, email, text message. I don't let any of those things pop up because if you just think about like um, task switching and the amount of time it takes to overcome a distraction, if it takes minimum 20 seconds to a minute to overcome every distraction and you get a combined 200 emails, text messages, messages on Facebook, Instagram messages, alerts throughout the course of the day, that's hundreds of minutes of your time, you know, that are wasted on just tasks like distractions and switching back and forth. So I will find that like, I do have some things that require me to drop what I'm doing and shift course from what my priorities were. But the list is very, very small. And I will say that like I've created so much efficiency in how I run my day um, that a lot of times I can get both done and still get home at a reasonable time. For me, I used to have the rule like before I go home at night, I have to generate one lead a business day. So if it gets to be like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and I have not generated a lead yet, I am trying to look at like, where's some low hanging fruit? Who's someone I can call? Is there a builder that always has like some ideas of people that might need to sell their house before they build with them? Is there a loan rep that like may have had some conversations over the weekend? Is there a person that like I send a ton of business to that maybe it's time to say, Hey, I really need a little help this month. Do you have anybody I can talk to? So I, I will like really try to religiously hold to that one lead a day. Um, and usually that dictates what I can and cannot be responsive to in the minute. So, um, obviously with leverage, it gets a little easier because you have some other people that you can delegate that stuff out to, but as you get bigger, your volume, you know, you're, you're working more clients. So like you start leveraging things out, but it's offset by the fact that you're producing more and more and more. So it never really changes, right? The only thing that changes Correct. is like your willingness to allow it. Um, so again, we're not rocket scientists. We're not brain surgeons. Um, there are very few things that are true, like, you know, 
red alert emergencies in this business. And for me, I started to think about it as what's going to be more of an emergency. This client who's sending this random email who thinks something is urgent and needs it right this minute, or is it going to be an emergency if I don't produce enough leads to like feed the families of the 20 people on my team that I've committed to and they've entrusted me with their career. And for me, it's more emergent that I take care of them and I do the lead development that's needed for them to make a living. Um, So sometimes you just have to like shift the way you're thinking about it to make it continue to rise as the top priority amongst, you know, all the fires that come up literally every day, if that makes sense. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. So to wrap everything in a very easy, digestible way, give us maybe like an hour by hour rundown of I start my day here. Here's yeah. what like bang, bang up until so- I get- In this season of my life, um, I have a three-year-old and he sleeps really well, but he like, uh, I don't sleep well. So he might like wake up in the middle of the night, shout something and be a wide awake or fall right back asleep. But then I'm wide awake. So I, my day is running around the fact that I am trying to optimize sleep right now. Um, Mm -hmm. So typically for me, I'm up around seven. I'm trying to spend an hour with him in the morning, like getting ready, enjoying our time together, whatever that looks like. Oh, I, I'm up before seven, but I'm moving out of my bed at seven. I, I've done 5 a.m. I've done 4 a.m. I've done every variation of every time. Right now, my body physically it will not allow me to get out of bed quite that early without being miserable the rest of the day or paying for it later. So um, seven to eight, I'm with him. Um, eight to nine, I'm always doing some form of morning routine, whether it's in my home office or my office office. Um, I always have my little like, here's my pile. This is what I have to, I I put it between myself and my computer. So I cannot like start doing crap on my computer until I do this. So eight to nine, I'm doing my little devotional, whatever business book I'm reading. And then my little gratitude journal. Um, And then starting from nine to 9.30 is always like business catch up. So go through all my text messages, my emails, anything from the day before, make sure those people have made it in my database, make sure I have a follow up task, like I haven't let things fall through the cracks from the prior day, and I haven't lost any communications or people. Um, And then I check the hot sheet. Um, I basically kind of do like, these are the things you sort of need to do to be present as a real estate agent. And then 9.30 to 10, I will typically have some sort of a team meeting. So either my marketing team, one of my administrative staff, executive assistants, I'm getting my brain dumped to other people so that it doesn't end up happening all through the week. Um, So then by 10 a.m., my like administrative prep for the day part of the day is over. I try to do a power hour from 10 to 11 each day. Um, and, you know, and sometimes depending on my energy level, I'll do one straight hour or I may have to do three 30 minute blocks. Like if I know some fires are popping up or I have to negotiate a bidding war, I'll do three 30 minute blocks. And I'm like super serious. I've got like Here's my timer so that I can't get distracted. I shut my internet down so I cannot do anything. I'm forced on my phone through my CRM to make phone calls. I don't, I I leave less than two minutes between the end of one phone call and the start of the next phone call. So I'm not making a phone call, going in my CRM, taking an hour of notes and then being like, oh, call hours over. Um, So three minutes, two to three minutes between calls. I do that for um, between 
either one straight hour or three 30 minute blocks of the day. And then basically 12 and beyond is appointments. So it's like, I can take listing appointments. I can go to coffee appointments. I can do coaching appointments. I go do out of office networking events. It's like before noon, I want to mostly be at a computer getting all that knocked out. And then afternoon, um, I'm out in the world. And then I have two nights a week where I'm willing to work until like six or seven if I need to have late night listing appointments. But the other nights I have to be home with my child at around 530. Um, Man, so six, six or seven. I would, I would love that. There's times yeah, where I'm so... just answering calls at eight, nine or 10, like last night, because I got clients on the West Coast. Well, that's an interesting, the time zone thing is really interesting, but yes, that's a, a big shift from pre-baby and when I was young in my business to now I've created a business around me, right? So we have younger, greener agents that are doing the later later night calls, the weekend calls. Yeah. I graduated out of that part of my life, but I was probably very much in it for at least 10 years. Um, but I did spend a lot of time I, re- I knew I really wanted to have a baby. I struggled with infertility for a couple of years. In that time, I was like, I must create a business that will support me being able to be at home nights and some weekends when I have this child that's going to become my number one priority. So I will not say I got lucky struggling to have a baby, but it gave me a few years to create the business around the idea of like, sure. I don't want to work at, you know, 50 hours um, every like Monday through Friday and then 80, 90 hour weeks. Course, yeah. Um, so yeah, but now, I mean, for our buyer's agents, I suggest, can you take a whole day off on Tuesday? Like, can that be your weekend? Like if you're going to have to do open houses on Sunday or you're going to have to work late at night, can you do your workouts and get your grocery shopping done? Like, can you shift it so that you're always off on Tuesday You're always off on Thursday? Like you've got to create some sort of boundary so that you're not just working any hour of day, every day of the week forever. Right. Like we can all do that for a a while. Yeah, I was going to say last year, my, my, my quarter four, I was like 16 hour days every yeah. day, all day, 90 days plus on a sprint. And like beginning of this year, I, I felt like I was, I don't know, like in like a drug recovery. Yeah. And I mean, it's the road to burnout. That's the, um, yeah, it's like, you can do it for a while. Like we all make hay while the sun's shining. You can do it for a while. And most people in the, the real estate world, We'll have to suffer through that at some point, but finding a light at the end of the tunnel, like creating a plan so that that's not your forever. That's just a short season, you know, while you can't really say no to opportunities. And then at some point you're going to turn the corner and you can delegate opportunities out, or you may be able to have another person on your team or someone else that you trade off a little bit more with. So yeah, I feel your pain though. I mean, it'll catch up. Sometimes it catches up with me and I get through a whole week and I'm like, Whoa, I wasn't home a single night this week, you know? And it's like, yep. that's not my perfect schedule, but you know, it's a season. So yeah. I, I, I really like what you just said. It's a season. You know, sometimes you have, I tell my wife, listen, this is the season of X. Yeah. Here's what I require. Here's what I'm willing to do. What do you need? What do you require from me? And right. sometimes it's, it's hard and it's tough and it's long hours, but Ultimately, at the end of the day, we're in this together. So really, really like that perfect schedule breakdown. So Sasha, I want to give you the floor. 
Tell us what you have going on. If you're looking to grow your business, do more buy sells lists, grow your brokerage, maybe attract the right agents. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? Phone, email, website, whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, we're not really actively recruiting right now. For me, I would just love to be connected with more people in Charlottesville. That I, I love helping people that concurrently need to buy and sell because people get so stressed out. And I feel like we have like such a smooth way to do that for folks. So... Um, Charlottesville, Virginia, Central Virginia, um, storyhousere.com. So Storyhouse Real Estate is our company. We have tons of information on the website. Um, and then I always feel like probably our main company line. So 434-260-1435 is the best way to get us. We do have it staffed almost around the clock by people that rotate and can kind of get information in front of us quickly if somebody has a quick need. So yeah, we are we are focusing more on home buyers and sellers and investors than we are on um, recruiting agents. But yeah, we just want to connect with great people and make sure that they're making good real estate decisions, whether buying or selling is part of them or not. I love it. I love it. Sasha, it's been a blast having you on the show. For everybody else, we'll see Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Ciao. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 